Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. Des. And Delirio. Hello, everybody. We're back for another week of fun in the Six Feet Under sun. It's always nice and shiny here. <laughs> the opposite of that. Very dour. <laughs> it's always dark and gloomy and going to rain. Sad. Oh, I can't wait to... Uh, uh, in, in the next, uh, in the next other podcasts I'm going to be doing, I mean, the shiny world of Angel and the not at all rainy Vancouver world of the X Files. So <laughs> I'm gonna end up killing myself by. No, there's no rain in Vancouver. What are you implying? <laughs> um, little known fact: buildings in Vancouver are made of rain. <laughs> Pretty much. And Michaela will probably laugh at that in five years when she finally watches the show. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Darwin Awards. Um, again, idiot. Not again, because this is a week later. Hi. This is a week later. In which. Uh, <laughs> it's been so long. We're so glad you're here, listeners. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> Well, idiots, history, dead, yeah. Okay, so uh, this was in 1980, actually, in uh, November, in uh, the lovely state of Missouri. The Gateway Arch. You guys ever seen the Gateway Arch? Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you about it anyway. It soars 630 feet above the city of St. Louis. It's a pretty impressive sight. And around 9 a.m. on this... uh, uh, cold November morning, a technician entering the park's interpretive center. Um, I want to know what's going on in the interpretive center, but um, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, an arch. It has a nice arc to it. Everybody's got a different opinion of the center. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so the technician saw an object falling down the north leg of the arch. Uh, the object turned out to be Kenneth, 33, who was trying to impress his wife what? on her birthday. Yes. Uh, his plan was to parachute onto the top of the arch. It didn't bother Kenneth that the park service had turned down his request for permission to jump. Kenneth had already made over 1,600 jumps. He knew what he was doing. And a true daredevil never needs permission. The day dawned with howling winds and bitter cold. The weather would have given most parachutists second thoughts about making a jump, but Kenneth had psyched himself up by watching a documentary on parachute daredevils. And Kenneth knew what he was doing. He left his wife a note asking her to come and photograph his triumph. At 8.55 a.m., he leapt from a light plane and soared successfully to the top of the monument. He had conquered the gateway arch with his wife watching from the ground. He grabbed onto the aircraft warning light to steady himself against the raging wind. The first part of the plane had gone perfectly. Of course it had. Kenneth knew what he was doing. Now came the harder part. Getting down. (laughs) The arch is hollow with a viewing area inside, just beneath Kenneth's feet. Perhaps he was looking for a trap door into the arch, but there was no trap door. Um, And then a gust wind uh, caught his deflated parachute and threw him off balance. He began sliding down the north leg of the arch, and about halfway down, he tried to deploy his backup parachute, but that failed. Another gust caught his parachute and blew him off the arch. He fell the rest of the way, landing headfirst into the terrazzo below. He was pronounced dead at the local hospital about an hour later. What a (laughs) dum-dum. Seriously. And when you said that he was an expert because he watched the uh, the documentary, and then I was thinking, and also he stayed in a Holiday Inn that night. <laughs> you know those commercials, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're stupid, but I just thought of that. Anyways. Well, I'm to help you all so- uh, recover from that joke, we're going to take a break and uh, <laughs> listen to a promo from Geek Girl Soup, an M-City podcast. Geek Girl Soup! <laughs> Let's go back to Oz. Not the place at the end of the Yellow Brick Road, the Oswald State Correctional Facility. Join Susan, Amelia, and Chris as they watch the groundbreaking HBO original series, Oz. Whether this is your first time through or you've seen it all before, listen to the trio from Geek Girl Soup talk through their journey inside the glass walls of Cell Block 5, also known as M-City. Geek Girl Soup presents the M-City podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. And we're back, and uh, yes, check it out. It's all about Oz. Is it just oh. me, or does anyone else picture Illyria with two little pom-poms and a little cheerleader skirt? <laughs> I love I love uh, this little cheerleader. We need those pictures in the Facebook group. We do. You. We I them. denounce and reject you both. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, it's just our fantasy, Illyrio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. com. <laughs> What is going on? God. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Two weeks in a row with his Canadian undies. Look, look, it's a week later. I still have the giggles and <laughs> the stupid, so. Sorry, know, we guys. had to deal well, with you. Well, Mara goes to Google and starts to search CanadianUndies.com. <laughs> I'm going to punch that into my... I am. All right, while you do that, uh, we have open casket viewing. And unfortunately, Moira, you're going to have to stop Googling because you have to tell us what <laughs> happened it, in this Robin. episode. You're so demanding. Get to work, Moira. Oh, oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. fine. Website. <laughs> okay. Sorry, okay. Getting my serious narrative voice Maybe on. Maybe I now. didn't put enough use in it. All right, season five, episode four. Time flies. Brenda is disturbed by Nate's reaction to her latest news. Ruth shares her feelings about George with her knitting circle. David and Keith propose, in quotes, to marry, good God, and meet Roger's equally unconventional family. Rico is shocked at how Vanessa and the boys are doing. What the heck do they mean by that? But anyway. Mm-hmm. Billy's behavior <laughs> repulses Claire. What are you and- doing? <laughs> and Nate comes home to an unpleasant surprise. Written by Craig Wright and directed by Alan Poole. Pretty fancy when Alan himself is directing it. Yes. I want to give Alan Ball. Sorry, ignore me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alan Ball. He is an executive producer of the show with Alan Ball. But uh, yeah, actually, uh, this episode was great uh, to go back and listen to the commentary on. And I suggest you do that after the show is over because they just can't help themselves and just spoiling what's going on ahead of time. Um, But I do have some little insights here about the about the production of the show. Um, from the commentary, uh, Craig Wright, the writer of the show, actually was turning 40 while he was writing this episode. So that's your first bit of knowledge right there. Um, cool. And, of course, we have our new format. I'm not going to talk very much about it. But we do have some separate things that go on until the party scene. So um, we're going to get those separate things done with, and then we'll dive right into this party. Woo-hoo! So uh, we have the opening teaser. Uh, lots of shots of old lady living. And then we see old lady dead on the pot. Um, All we know about her is she likes to knit. She likes frogs. <laughs> she was dead on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You know, well, I, yeah, she's 94. I mean, hey, it's a peaceful way to go. Uh, uh-huh. I, 
I don't want to die in the pooper. I want to die with my clothes on. <laughs> so this Elvis Presley death of which we're talking about. Because <laughs> that is the Elvis. Uh, did, uh, Moira, it's possible that you push too hard and you have some kind of stroke? Yeah, sure. Yeah, There you go. Yeah. I gotta watch myself. <laughs> Fiber, my friends. Fiber will save your life. <laughs> um, Lila was played by a uh, what the director writer called a brave actress. Her name is Glenda <laughs> Tusher. <laughs> no, come on. It really is. Oh God. Oh. All right. So uh, of the week so far. <laughs> The one person in this entire episode that wasn't invited to the party was Rico. So let's get Rico out of the way first. <laughs> so, yes, let's. So Rico uh, gets a call from uh, Julio's friend's mom to come pick up Julio. Julio has uh, – Vanessa hasn't shown up to pick him up. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. <laughs> Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Sorry. <laughs> so Rico shows up at uh, Julio's friend's house, and uh, Julio, if you guys look real closely, he's actually drawing George and Laura Bush. Uh, 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 he's actually there's a newspaper next to his drawing. What's wrong with that child? That's wrong. <laughs> Maybe the school project. Oh my god! So Rico really wrong. doesn't bother to say much to the woman who's arguing on the phone with somebody, and gets his kid and leaves. Um, later, he decides to argue with Vanessa, and the argument with some sort of weird glove. Um, <laughs> it was an oven mitt. Really? What was yeah. that? Yeah, it was, it was a oven silicone mitt. oven mitt. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, it's. You know, it's weird. Okay, what, they don't sell those in Vermont. They don't have those. That's in not natural. No, I was at my girlfriend's last weekend. I was baking chocolate chip cookies, and that's the kind of oven mitts she had, so I knew right away what it was. There you go. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those kind. No, I like the regular cloth ones myself. I thought she was it was she was like cleaning something maybe, and it's just it's some sort of oversized plastic glove. I, I didn't know oh, what that Robin, was. you're so sheltered. <laughs> It's a sexual device, Robin. Okay, all right. I'd buy it more as that, honestly. Isn't everything? <laughs> yes. All right. So yeah, the dinner... Cl- we cleared that up. <laughs> dinner invites uh, happens, and uh, Rico and Vanessa and Julio, and uh, somewhere there's a gusto at this table. We don't, we don't actually see him because... You know Shay? What? Your day. Um... Right. Julio, uh, or sorry, excuse me. First, uh, we have a little bit of argument over how long Grace should go on for. Uh, okay, I vote with Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it up, dub, let's eat some grub. I was just waiting for that house to explode from like a gas leak or something. Just waiting I was for very that. disappointed when it didn't happen. Oh, because this has been your fantasy for years now, right? Yes, and they were all gathered around the table once again. It was yeah. perfect opportunity. The writers really helped <sighs> this time. And they aren't anywhere near a, you know, a small aircraft, which, of course, was your other option, as I recall. Right. Yes. Um, let me just remind you folks that Lisa died a long time ago, and we've seen her recently. <laughs> it, well, it's time for another death. Um. 
Rico is a little taken back when Julio offers him some Fritos. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Breakfast oh, no, in but bed. Then he lapses into a blissful smile of memory, mm. <laughs> reminiscing about his Frito breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Rico's like, I don't. I only take Fritos in bed. Thank you. Thank you, son. <laughs> Um, so later on, Rico goes to leave, but Vanessa goes in for a smooches. Smooches. Smooches, smooches. Um, Gross. <sighs> okay, why? Th- this was not Rico either, was it? it no, was that's why I'm whining and saying, why? Because she probably wasn't getting any at the moment. She's <laughs> uh-huh. like, why not the ex-husband? Look, we all been there. Okay? According to the next ex- scene. I, I don't have an ex-husband. ex-husband. I don't know how it works. <laughs> well, I do, and sometimes that's all you got. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you for telling me why. You're welcome. Well, I don't know if that maybe some old feelings or whatever, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> She does happen to mention that the kids now sleep during loud sex. So um, <laughs> that was funny. She turned into such a slut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the morning, Rico gets booted out. Doesn't want it. Vanessa doesn't want to confuse the boys. Uh, let's move on to Claire. I, I thought for a moment I was watching an episode of Breaking Bad. Oh, really? <laughs> well. Oh. You know. <laughs> Uh, Claire, um, we just get a couple scenes with her before the party. Um, the morning where Billy is freaking out because he can't wear clothes today. He needs a ski Iraq shirt. They're just too heavy. (laughs) Wow. This is like, obviously something majorly wrong. She should just talk to Brenda. How does this, how does she not notice it now? Right. I think she does. I don't know. I mean, maybe she doesn't want to see it, or maybe most likely, yeah. But he's okay. He looks like a crazed madman. He's running his hands through his hair. He's freaking out. He's babbling on incessantly. He's making no sense. You know, he has crazy tactile demands. I mean, Claire. I'd like you to meet Mania. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. I, it's you Billy know, Mania. Yeah, <laughs> I am not a doctor. I have no medical background, but I was ready to say, "Wow, manic!" So mm. you know, I mean, she should see it. She had to have a psychology class in college, or she probably didn't get that far. This uh, ski Iraq shirt has a little bit of history to it. Craig Wright, the writer of the episode, I'll just say Craig Wright, and you'll just assume that he writes, right? Um, so right. his right. like this guy I worked for for a summer. His name was Marvin Bookbinder. Guess what he did for a living? Oh no! Come on. <laughs> yep. That's funny. It's my destiny. <laughs> um, so his neighbor apparently was kind of a, a freak that would every time he'd see him, he'd be wearing this ski Iraq shirt. <laughs> That's all the time. What what even is that? Like ski Iraq, as in go skiing in Iraq? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And apparently, um, this was a shirt that was sold like locally. And I don't, I'm not sure where Craig Wright actually lived during this period of time, but, uh, this was a shirt that was designed and sold locally or whatever, um, along with other shirts or whatever. And the designer of the shirt, um, after this episode aired, um, got like tons of orders or whatever. It's orders he couldn't barely even keep up with. And then someone realized that he didn't actually have a patent for it. And stole it and 
lots of people yeah. sold Skierak shirts and, you know, ones that looked like the one that was on Six Feet Under or whatever. Uh, so he kind of got, ended up getting ripped off. That's that. Yeah. So, um, in the next scene with Claire, she is, uh, coming back from the record store and, uh, she's having a little puff puff in the car and, uh, listening to Billy's phone messages who is freaking out because he needs some iron, uh, Brian Eno badly. What? Brian Eno? That comedian? <laughs> No, Brian Eno's a musician. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm thinking of Enzo. Emo Phillips, maybe, is who you're thinking of. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was once at the store. <laughs> That's who I'm thinking of, yes. And I saw this shirt. <laughs> and it said Ski I Run. <laughs> yes. Worst comedian ever. Well, after Care Coffee. <laughs> You know, friend of the show and future famous writer Lenny, um, he actually one time, like, he's trying to convince me, like, of the funniness of Emo Phillips because I've never given it a shot, <laughs> shot before. So he actually, like, performed one of his jokes in his voice. And I just kind of stared at him blankly as <laughs> going through the whole thing. And I was like, that's funny, man. Probably funnier from him. I mean, you sounded kind of like him, right? <laughs> anyway, really funny thing. It was funny for me at the time. Mm hmm. <sighs> Moving on, David. I, I, I gather. <laughs> <laughs> David and Keith. Okay, so uh, they're at a diner eating eggs, <laughs> and uh, yeah, David asks Mary to be his egg donor, the egg donor and surrogate for their baby, and they're going to be using Keith's sperm. Seed. Oh, he's seed. He's you seed. mean? Sorry. <laughs> Seed of Keith. <laughs> that who calls it seed? Oh my god, that is just so weird. <laughs> also, yeah, she's not so. This reminded me of um, on Suburgatory. I don't know if you watch Suburgatory, no. but Alicia Silverstone has been guest starring, and she's like a surrogate for um, the character played by um, Billy Shit. Jeremy Sister. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Sister. The character played by him is like his best friend's baby she's carrying, and he's like dating her. Mm. But the 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 parents are all like, "You can't do this. You can't do that," and everything. You know, like uh, with the whole does it have caffeine in it, stuff like that. It reminded me of that a lot. You know, now I feel I know how Illyrio felt like when I was doing that emo Phillips story. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's look, it had a six feet under um, connection because Jeremy Sisto's in the damn show. I'm sorry, is he crazy in that show? He is adorable. <laughs> Not and interested. If at all, Boring. he's he's a hottie in that. Okay. <laughs> hey, just as an aside, I just looked it up. You can buy a ski rack T-shirt from Cafe Press. <laughs> See, <laughs> there you go. Is it one? It looks just like the one that Billy yeah. wore. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, someone can buy that for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Um, so, yeah, David is worried about her caffeine intake. I can't imagine why. She's <laughs> 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 um, a bit bubbly. And then the waitress says uh, to the to Mary, are you finished with your eggs? And she says, yep. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so we move on with David and Keith. And they're doing a little errand for Roger. And Roger's cat. 
Oh, <laughs> smelly man. Cat. Okay. First smelly all, cat. Smelly yeah. cat. First of all, can I say that this surrogacy thing is not going to end well because they should not be using the same surrogate and her eggs. That's just number one. But second of all, um, can I just say Julie fucking Brown? <laughs> yes, Julie Brown. <laughs> I was so excited. I started singing Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun. As uh, Sissy Pesquese. Um, yeah, the wife of Roger, but she's okay with him doing dudes. She's, and she's okay with a gay. She's okay with that. Um, yeah. So uh, she's home with a uh, pedunculated fibroid, Moira. <laughs> <laughs> What? She's home with a padonkadonk? What? Padonkulated. <laughs> that means hanging by a little tiny thread at the base. So she has a little a little muscular tumor in her uterus, and presumably it's causing her bleeding. Remember Maggie? Remember Maggie and her big hemorrhage problem? Kind of like that. Anyway, she needs to get it out. We mean Margaret. We can't get them confused. Margaret. Whatever. So she just needs a little mini little, you know, scopey thing, and, and they can just whip that out of there. No worries. They'll probably do electroshock therapy to get it. Probably. <laughs> I really like the beginning of the scene when they're bringing David and Keith in there, and he's David's trying to figure out what's going on with who Sissy is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's like, that's all I needed to hear. Ugh. And then from off screen, you hear the entire the entire explanation. <laughs> we also meet uh, Tate and Enzo, Roger's kids. Um, That's their names, Tate and Enzo. Yeah, the girl's name is Tate. Uh, she's, I so assumed and I hoped. <laughs> she plays. Uh, she's played by Vanessa Murano, who was Rebecca on Dexter. Rebecca was Arthur Mitchell's daughter, um, and oh. she's also um, on Switched at Birth, or she was on Switched at Birth, which was kind of a ABC Family series that went went for a couple of years. I don't know. But this other kid, Enzo, really, he hasn't done anything as actor, so I'm not going to talk about him. Okay, so <laughs> Roger asked them to take the kids for a haircut, and Keith agrees, sure. Um, so he's like a personal assistant now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the official term is offic- uh, personal bitch. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the Alfred of Roger's bat case. <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> Is that um, supposed to sound as dirty as it did? <laughs> I think so. Okay. So in the car, speaking of dirty things, Tate and Enzo are asking all sorts of questions about their sex lives. In a it's perfect... not dirty. It's, uh, it's none of their business. It's inappropriate for this children. This is true. <laughs> yeah. I would have told them, uh, yeah, we're not going to have this discussion. I don't know you children. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, and they finally, uh, discover it by a process of, uh, elimination that, uh, Keith and David participate in orgies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a perfectly perfectly logical deduction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and at the hair salon, uh, Enzo talks about how growing up, he wasn't worried about his, like, dad being gay, he was worried about himself not being gay. Is kind of like a reverse thing. Um, but he has a bi girlfriend named Allison, so everything's good. Uh, These kids epitomize the word precocious. 
<laughs> yes, yes, I do. Oh, I cannot get over the name Enzo. God, it's killing me. Tate too. Tate is like a tater, tater tot. Tato. I've heard, I've heard the name Tate before, but mm. Enzo really. <laughs> I can't make fun of anyone's name. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the hairdresser is there, and he has a brief little uh, exchange with David, really quick look. And I don't know about you guys, but I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. No, I didn't catch it. (laughs) The hairdresser is played by Scott Patey, and the only thing I can tell you about him is that he's married to Beth Broderick, Broderick, who plays Kate's mom on Lost. (laughs) That's that's about all I got. Um, Anyway, so after uh, their little look to each other, David decides he's going to stick around for a haircut. It's me time. Mm -hmm. So, and... See, I didn't think, I didn't stop to think Mm -hmm. that um, it was because, you know, he wanted to get on with the hairdresser. I thought it was because the kids were so annoying, he wanted to be away from them. Yes. Des, I yeah. agree completely. I think it was all about avoiding the kids and any more yeah. time with the kids. Yeah, I think it was a, I don't know. But, I mean, I like the hairdresser is a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's icing on the cake, yeah. on the anti-kid cake. So <laughs> David essentially gets his hair combed before he ends up in the bathroom with the hairdresser. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, he backs off and then scares the hairdresser away by starting to be giving him a bit too much information about yeah. himself. And all his problems. Yeah, this is going to make me afraid to go into bathrooms anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> on this show, that's where all the happy mouth time happens. <laughs> After um, book clubs. And <laughs> what? Remember Brenda with the uh, the author there in second season? Oh, yeah. On the dirty bathroom floor. Yes. <laughs> it's bathrooms. It's what you do, apparently. It's what you do it. Uh, Ruth. Ruth is at her knitting circle. She's, uh, we meet. Oh my God, she's talking to Korean Preacher. <laughs> she's talking to who? Korean Preacher. If you watch Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment B, uh, Apartment 23, sorry, I'm like distracted <laughs> right now. Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, yes. She plays the Korean Preacher. Oh, you're talking about Cindy, played by Rosalind Chow. Uh, Lirio, did you notice her from anything? I've seen her somewhere before, but I can't remember now. She uh, played Kiko, O'Brien's wife on uh, Next Generation oh and Deep Space Nine. Yes! Oh, my God! Kiko. That's who she is. Poser. Yeah. What's that? Nothing. Did you call me Kate. a poser? Yes. Yeah, I saw Next yeah. Generation. I just never sat down and watched Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Kiko. I watched the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was 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 uh, actually my favorite since the original. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was much darker, much more adult. It was very good. Talk like that really intrigues me, and it's all on Netflix. So Not maybe after here. Doctor Who gets over Not here. Intro cast. Yeah, who wants to do a Deep Space Nine intro cast? Awesome. I've never uh, watched it. Welcome to this episode where they wait around for something to happen on the station. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that show the at all. I like TNG much better. Yes. The problem with TNG was Marina Sirtis was not responding to my, you know, telepathic requests for be my girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, Alirio, I met like her at Comic-Con. She's so standoffish. Me too. I, I, we were better yes. together, right? She, um, well, she, she did uh, probably... the smoking area. 
Yeah. She was she was with J- uh, Jonathan Frakes, and they were out there. She was smoking, Frakes. and they were hanging out. Frakes. His name was Jonathan Frakes. Sorry, Frakes. I always do. I always say it Frakes. that way. Anyway, more importantly, yeah, that's why I say it that way. <laughs> uh, Victoria is played by Lisa Baines, who was Mayor Anita Massengill on Son of the Beach. Uh, <laughs> was- Massengill, what a horrible name! Mass- Anita Massengill. Oh my god. My She's God. the heir to the douche fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that this is not going to be an hour long episode. We haven't even gotten to the party yet. Anyway, these girls are, ask, are asking about the George report. So apparently Ruth's been escaping the disnetting circle and been, you know, talking about George and everything. So I mean, she has support the number. circle frightens me. Mm. Um, and it looks like, uh, surprisingly enough, that this plan that George had with Maggie at the end of the last episode didn't actually go ahead with it. Maybe they started and then she found out, but we never get to see any of I was that. like, did I miss an episode? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought, oh, wow, they did come clean and tell her. Hmm, who knew? Yeah. I'm sorry, wait, what? Well, they, she, they asked for the George report and she said that he started electric shock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I was trying not to say anything last week, but... <laughs> <laughs> Again. Thanks for that, Des. <laughs> so she leaves, and they all go. They, they both look at each other and go all frowny face. And outside, <laughs> Ruth cries. Mm. Um, and then later, um, she's talking to Maggie, and we find out George wants to go back down to the bomb shelter. God. Ruth actually, even, hey, even after more electroshock therapy, apparently there is no help for him. He, that's, he okay, that's the thing. None of this is working. And I am with Ruth on this. No, no, no. Do not indulge him in his craziness. Unless you're just going to like maybe let him go down the bomb shelter, close the door, and lock it. <laughs> yes. My eyes. Oh, no. Yes. You stole my joke. Because <laughs> I was going to say, but... Ruth wants to board it up, and everybody else wants her to board it up after George goes in there. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he wants a little closure. We don't really know what why he wants to go down there. Or, oh, you know, he's, he's crazy. Because he's nuts. Look, I used to be the compassionate one, but I'm. I'm. Ugh, I need George to go now. It's okay. I've taken yes. over. Yes. <laughs> so. And I don't mean to the bathroom. I just mean I need him to go. He can go to the bathroom and die on the pooper. <laughs> We get our uh, first uh, of many confusing pass-off shots as uh, both Ruth and Maggie walk by and wish Nate a happy birthday. But we can't get to that scene yet because first we have to talk at the beginning of Nate and Brenda's uh, uh, little storyline here before the party. And uh, yeah, we uh, after the whole opening death scene, Nate is actually in the bathroom studying his wrinkles. Mm-hmm. We see a pregnancy mm-hmm. test there. He didn't. Yes. He How didn't. did he not see that? Because he's a shallow, selfish jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't have eyes in the side of his head. <laughs> what, you don't look around? I do. I'm being a yeah, goof. No. Mm-hmm. You're being a Nate apologist is what you're being. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, to, trust me, by the end, I am not the one apologizing for Nate in this All episode. right. Now, All right. Now, wasn't that... On the top of the toilet tank, next to a mirror, right? <laughs> so one has to assume that while Nate was peeing, he wasn't looking at the pregnancy test. He might have been <laughs> looking at the mirror, maybe studying himself. 
admiring his size. <laughs> <laughs> wondering if he could pose for sexy Canadian undies. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not even Canadian. <laughs> oh damn, that reminds me. I, I got distracted by having to do the opening bit, and I and I stopped looking up CanadianUndies.com. If this this is a real website, I am going to die of laughter. And if it's not a real website, I think we should chip in and buy the domain. Well, <laughs> it, they couldn't find it. Google Chrome could not find CanadianUndies.com. <gasps> We can totally buy it. We should totally. It's no wait. I think it's what sexycanadianundies.com. Oh, 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 sorry. Let me add the sexy. It also does not exist, but we should buy it, and we can have a uh, like an international page for all those who are non-Canadians. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> this is going off the rails, Robert. Yeah, yeah. wrong episode I mean, to do it. In. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's the right episode to do this in. I was going to make a joke about how, like, well, it's not really a joke. Lenny actually has one of these mirrors on the top of his toilet tank. (laughs) And I always leave the bathroom with it angled down. Because I'm just standing there admiring myself as I pee. So I don't have the option to do that ever. You're going to say Lenny has sexy Canadian undies? (laughs) (laughs) They have little mooses on them. <laughs> little, little Canadian flags. Beavers. Polar bears. The women's. Maple leaves. You guys are acting loony. Uh, Very nice. You mean we're acting like fishers? <laughs> no, he's talking like we're acting like $1 coins. Find yes. <laughs> a pair of underwear with those on the website. Well. All right, all right, all right. So I know what to bring oh, about. I felt that. as a gift to Des. <laughs> my visit. Sexy Canadian undies. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring you a piece of paper where I've handwritten sexycanadianundies.com. Oh my god! It's gotta be that. Robin, are you sober? Because I feel like I'm, I'm the only one now. I am completely sober. Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm like so exhausted. Took to the beach today. How exhausted can you be? Have you ever been to the friggin' beach when it's hot and summery and not, like, snowy, cold Canadian weather? It drains you of energy. Plus, I haven't been sleeping well, so I'm overtired. The beach is boring. You just sit in a bunch of dirt and stare at water. We sat by the pool and we grilled. I'm staring at very different things at the beach, Robin. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Well, there's only one thing that'll wave back to me. (laughs) Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, Nate comes out oh, and he gets a happy birthday from like Brendan. Podcasting with your seventy-three-year-old uncle. <laughs> I love Robin's jokes; they are so hilarious to me. <laughs> They're so inexplicable, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Oh my god, this has turned into Giggle <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? It could be worse. We could be podcasting very early on a Saturday morning. Uh, love that. Yes. <laughs> it would be a totally different cast. That would be tired and cranky cast. <laughs> That'd be caffeine cast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, happy birthday from Brenda and Maya. Um, and yeah, Maya's happy birthday was awful. How old is she supposed to be? I will tell you right Five? now. She. Uh, the the, t- t- the actress, the young actress, and her twin are both three at this point. Uh, I don't know how how old Maya is, 
But it will uh, sadden you to know that they had to take multiple takes in order to get her to say happy birthday correctly. <laughs> like, what a little uh, shit. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a comment about Maya. Brenda's like the best thing that ever happened to her because have you noticed that she doesn't have mullet hair anymore? It's wonderful. <laughs> yes. It's so wonderful. I don't hate looking at her now. Thank you. She's <laughs> still so, anyway, moving on. What happened next? Yeah. So uh, Nate says congratulations to his wife about their pregnancy. Yeah. Seriously, what the fuck? That was absolutely that. horrible. <laughs> that was like, and he even suggests right? that they do it again. <laughs> well, come on, Nate. But he says he's happy. Don't worry. He's happy. Uh, anyway, we're in the intake scene with Nate and Rico. Yeah, we had to bring him back. We won't talk much about him. Um, uh, we find out that Lila was a big Angel fan. <laughs> oh my god, this girl, this this old woman is like the best old lady ever. Yes, that's... I love her so much. <laughs> Ellen Albertini Dow, who, whose most famous role is Rappin' Granny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wedding singer. But she was great even in this. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I love this lady. You know, the funny thing is you look at her career. And the, by the way, she's still alive. Uh, she's a very wow. old lady. Um, and uh, uh, you look at her uh, resume, at least in the later years, after the whole wedding singer thing. She's just basically bouncing from comedy to comedy, being like the crazy old lady or whatever. Um, she took this role because she really liked the fact that, you know, it's, it's a person, an old, you know, an older lady, uh, pondering her own impending death and, and is okay with it. It's just was really interesting to her. So it was kind of a nice break from, you know, rapping and I think, yep. <laughs> dancing grandma. And <laughs> you know what? There are some really cool old people out there. There really are that are just just Definitely. fabulous and fun and nifty to be around. And well, I think it's cool they showed her that way. Mm-hmm. This one made me want to change my vote for Illyrio. Mm, I know. Euthanasia. Well, you know, because this week I had a patient pass away who was 96, a woman who was 96, wow. who I just adored. This really cool Finnish lady who always wore a hat when she came in, and she was just... I can't even explain. She was just this amazing little breath of fresh air. And when I think of old people, I think of people like that. So, yeah, so I'm not voting for Larry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You know I'm just kidding. I know. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> and uh, poor Nate, who is always thinking of his impending death, uh, realizes that uh, him and Lila share a birthday. That must mean something, right? Wasn't, wasn't Nate supposed to have gotten over his stupid death phobia a couple episodes he ago? He sure talks a good game, doesn't he? Ugh. <laughs> Whiner. Uh, he's looking forward to this uh, big trip to Big Sur that uh, Brenda's going to take him on. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for that scene. Um, we uh, go to Brenda and Jackie and Brenda talking about how she's upset about – I mean, she does tell Jackie about the baby. And uh, she's upset that Nate's uh, seems to be just doing the baby thing for Brenda, not for him. <laughs> and uh, Jackie thinks she's just thinking about it too much, overanalyzing, and calls her Eeyore, actually. <laughs> <laughs> of 
And uh, yeah, this is a this is a part where they were talking about you know how some characters are brought in to be kind of like soundboards or whatever, and mm. they said that Jackie is a nice soundboard for the audience's reactions to Brenda sometimes. You know uh, that you know oh you know stop kicking yourself, you got it great. You know all around her bullshit. Yeah. Um, in the last <laughs> scene we have with Nate is the one where uh, Ruth and Maggie were saying happy birthday to him and he's sitting there looking at the photo album and the awesomest character in the universe shows up Nathaniel oh. Fisher Sr. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I was so happy. <sighs> I love and then I got happier and it was a total asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does call Nate on the fact that when he turned 40, Nate was in Europe and never called, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> jerk. And then um because we know that he's actually uh you know channeling Nate, he says that time flies when you're pretending to have fun, pretending to love Brenda and the baby. There are two people, you and everyone else. <laughs> so uh yeah, this is when Brenda calls and says uh she wants him to hit the store and call before, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Can I say? All right. Go ahead, go ahead. Did that not totally bring you back to Nate and Lisa when Lisa would phone him and say, You need to get such and such at the store for me? Yeah. Yeah. It just, oh, it was a total callback. It made me, ooh. It was, but it was sly. It was sly. Did you guys know that there was a party coming? No. No. I I thought she was being just kind of clingy. You know, she's been a little off the past. past two episodes so i had no idea and, and you know in the opening scene when she and jackie are making the origami birds i didn't clue in at all i i, I guess i thought they were doing some practice for therapy with their clients or something i didn't know <laughs> or decorations for the office at the school or something I, and, and it was cool because it was kind of like you know while nate and nathaniel are talking about how much of a drag brenda is all of a sudden brenda calls and almost like makes us like think of lisa by doing that because that's what lisa would do yeah. but right in front of your face you see brenda on the phone opening a bottle of wine. <laughs> yes, and I was like, you can't drink. You're pregnant. <laughs> Nate says he doesn't want to come home to a big fight. So, uh, we're done with the opening part with our characters, and now let's get into this crazy party. <laughs> um, Nate comes home. Um, let me just tell you what these guys said about this uh, first. Uh, said it, this whole party scene, it seems... This all took five days to shoot this whole thing. They actually I can imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. They actually had to take a blueprint of Nate and Brenda's house, put it down on a table, and get p- playing pieces out for each of the characters. And just <laughs> what are they going to be doing during their talky scenes? And what are where are other characters during this scene? Because we want to have because stuff you know that's going it's funny you say that because because I noticed later when there's outdoor yes. scenes with people mm-hmm. in the background you can see Keith yes. and I remember thinking wow they really planned you know how to shoot these angles i actually noticed that yeah i was gonna say the same thing because i noticed this too i i noticed them in the background like in the windows and i was like wow that's a lot of work getting them to you know do their mm-hmm. acting thing in there while you're out here that was great it was very, it was very awesome. cool yeah and they they talked a bit about like these background scenes and they actually were like okay so what's this character saying to this other character right now like listen you know give them something to work with you know mm-hmm. i mean definitely you can see it and i was a little saddened that um, we didn't actually get to see 
this one, which was while Keith and David are talking during one part, you see Billy and Brenda out on the front porch talking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Billy's all manic. And it's like, you don't want Billy around Brenda while he's all manic. <laughs> and it's like, I would love to hear what, what that conversation was. That was the only one I really felt like we missed out on. Yeah. Um, but um, another behind the scenes thing is that. Yes, uh, it took five days to shoot. They had all these people there, all these days to shoot. And there was a bit of melancholy on the set because they actually don't spend a lot of time with each other on the set even because they're always in different places. And uh, they just knew this was the final season and, you know, this is, you know, they finally get to act together. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like this whole big thing. So uh, Nate comes home to, oh, Lordy, Nate's 40. And, uh, oh, okay, and I was totally surprised. I did not know. Didn't <laughs> Me know. Too. Me too. Nate discovers in one flash that not only is he not going to Big Sur, <laughs> he meets Jackie for the first time, who knows about the baby. Mm-hmm. Congrats. And, oh yeah, Pedo Tom is there. <laughs> oh, God. I was wondering why he was there. <laughs> and Remind me who the hell that guy is again? Pedo Tom? He's the guy who likes 13-year-old girls that are Oh, him! Oh, God, no wonder he's such an oaf through the whole thing. Now, there was, there was I mean, <sighs> I, I had to be reminded who the hell Todd was. Uh, Todd. Todd. Yeah, I didn't remember him. Todd is from Todd and Dana. He went on the camping trip with um, oh. um, Nate and Lisa. So, Wait, who's but, now divorced? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, my oh. God. Oh. After all that rock-hard rock sex, he's still divorced. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, Billy, Claire, George, Ruth, Maggie, everybody's there. Except for Rico. Except for Rico. Who, Rico. Nobody invited Rico. So we have uh Nate. That was the thing he was supposed to go to, you guys. Oh, was when it? He, yeah. Because oh. remember she, she's like, You don't have to do me any favors because he was about to say, Oh, I was supposed to go to this thing. It was it was the party was uh, Oh duh. That's okay. He got some sex X or some X sex. X sex. 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 Um. So uh, we have Nate talking to Tom and Billy and uh, Todd, and we see Billy's <laughs> got his shirt. Yay! <laughs> he is. He looks so underdressed compared to everybody else. <laughs> yep. And he's cuckoo. He's like the Kramer at that party. <laughs> He's worse than the Kramer. <laughs> we find out that Dana left Todd for Lance Armstrong. Not really Lance Armstrong, Billy. <laughs> Guy is so slow. So wow, thick. Yeah. And Billy relates a beautiful story about a biker who goes over his handlebars and his balls get cut open. And you see. What's saw- the medical term for that, uh, Moira? I have no idea. <laughs> there are two pink eggs. It- oh, fall- that was so gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so David and Keith. When we can see that death of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. David Can't be any worse than everything I saw in the documentary Modify. Ugh. Sounds like Let I'm not watching you. that one. You can't unsee stuff in that movie. <laughs> Next topic, please. David and Keith show up um, in the kitchen. Uh, the girls are getting the cake, cake together and the candles. And Claire is all about them cake candles. <laughs> Everything should be filmed by cake candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, she may be right because when Brenda picked up that cake and like the candles, she looked 
stunning. No. Absolutely gorgeous by candlelight. You know, yes. Stanley Kubrick agrees. He developed special cameras to be able to film Barry Lyndon in all natural light, including candlelight. So there. Does anybody think that Brenda's lips look different in this episode? Hmm. Do you mean me? more sexy? Um, different. No. Like, yeah, maybe a little plumped. Some. I keep staring at her face in this episode, Wait, trying I think to figure out what's told different. Us that the actress was actually pregnant this season. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> so she might uh-huh. be a little bit more, you know. I didn't. Plump. I said the real the the actress getting pregnant isn't a spoiler. No. <laughs> well, I feel spoiled. I feel. Bad. I've been doing tummy watch so far. It's been rather tummy discreet. watch. <gasps> well, she is wearing a lot of black. Yes. Yes. She does look. She looks pretty hot in this episode. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, like oh, I didn't know you were promoted. Total douchebag, dickface, fuckwad. Who is? I missed the first part. Nate. Oh, completely. <laughs> so uh, the song is sung, and it makes a wish, and Billy demands a speech. <laughs> but <laughs> speech jump up and down in the background because I'm adding speech. <laughs> Nate doesn't want to, but Ruth is happy to give one. And she talks about it's difficult to watch children grow up. It's sad. There we go. <laughs> this is not about you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the way she okay. turns on, on Claire and shrieks like a, like a banshee is just bizarre. I felt bad. This amazing. This is the point when Skylar turned to me and said, this is what messed up family. <laughs> I thought that was in the last episode. It wasn't. I was just trying. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil. Guys, she lied to you last episode. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, guys. I lied. Um, Yeah, I felt a little bad for Jackie, who was in the middle of Ruth and Claire when that (laughs) happened. It's like, okay. Hey. Um, So, yeah, she says the past five years have been a gift. With Nate being That was sweet. It was sweet. Real screeching. And then Nate asked Brenda in front of everyone if he can. Can I tell? Oh, asshole. And Keith, you know, because he was a cop, so he knows how to detect things. You're pregnant? (laughs) And right then and there, I wanted Brenda to kick Nate in the nuts. (laughs) That would have been perfect. Repeatedly, because you know what, asshole? It might be your birthday, but you don't get to do shit like that to people. Right. Especially considering how blasé you were about it, and you're going to try to make something that's much more important to her than it is to you about you and your opportunity to impress people. Fuck you. Fuck off. (laughs) I agree. Um, Brenda gets mad about it, but we're all distracted by this bang we hear in the kitchen. (laughs) And I awesome. thought, oh my god, they left Maya in the kitchen. When <laughs> they all thought that too. Where's nope. Maya? Maggie had Maya. <laughs> um, so it's a bird. It's another bird. <laughs> ah! It said, no, it's Lisa. <laughs> Lisa's back. No. <laughs> Oh, um, if it had been a pigeon, I would have just died right it there. It was a blue jay. Um, and a Toronto a blue, blue jay? jay? It was a weird <laughs> looking blue jay. It wasn't a blue jay, man. It was not it a blue jay. No. Yeah, no, I don't think it was because it didn't that look not a blue jay. They called it a blue jay on the commentary. Yeah. Well, well, they're full of crap. Apparently, they're full of shit and they're the worst yeah. ornithologists ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. They were actually really proud of themselves for being able to do so much live action shots with the bird. Um, so. But don't they like go to the 
bird place and buy like five the that look the same store. and then just toss them in? <laughs> it's the bird store. Welcome. No, this bird is a paid actor. This bird has headshots and a resume. I'm yes. just waiting for you, Des, to say, yes, the bird is much more attractive than Maya. <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, I held back. Last week, I meant to say, did you guys notice how Maya looked like Gummo? <laughs> Demo. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the everybody's worried, wondering if this the bird coming in the house is a good omen or a bad omen. I actually did a little or research on this, an and really, it's both. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's just a bird. It's just a bird in the house. So I mean, like some house. websites are saying, "Oh, totally," and the other one's like, "Oh, it's death." Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Ruth is more worried about all the poop. Yes, as well she should be. (laughs) We talked about poop before. It's not a cool thing. Nobody wants it in their kitchen. Um, So they open up the windows and the door and close the bird in the kitchen. And Tom makes sure that the beer is taken out of there, too. Um, So we go to uh, Claire talking to Billy in the uh, bedroom. Billy really wants to leave. Can't deal with being with others. Hello? Don't you ever feel that way, he oh. says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right now. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, Claire, sometimes you're my hero. <laughs> and other times you're just dumb. Dumb. Dumb to dumb dumb. We got a short comedy scene of uh, David and Keith sneaking into the kitchen to get the wine. And uh, the bird flies out, and they're like, yay! And then all of a sudden, we're back with Claire and Billy. Claire tells Billy to stay, and then the bird flies in. (laughs) And uh, another live-action shot there with Jeremy Sisto and the bird, by the way. I bet it sounded like it was a natural reaction. (laughs) That that bird's moving in. That bird brought its luggage, and it's staying (laughs) You know, I've been I, I, I stand corrected. I'm staring I've been looking at the bird while you've been talking mm-hmm. and comparing it to blue jay pictures and it's really big, but I think it is actually a blue jay. Really? It didn't Yeah, look it's huge. Like it blue enough. It looked but, yeah, it didn't look like a blue jay around here. I All think right. it is. Well it's you know, it's kinda like the sunset boulevard of the blue jays, you know. Wow. It's, really, it's a star, this blue jay. He's, he's a star by now, he's old, you know, at least he's <laughs> getting one last roll in before. <laughs> The old birdcage in the sky. He's all old and bloated like Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they shut it in the bedroom <laughs> so it could poop all over their sheets, apparently. <laughs> that isn't on the food. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Claire uh, then finds out that Billy is not on his meds and everybody's like, duh. Wait, did, did he say that or did she just realize it? She just realized I, it, yeah. I missed that part. Okay. He realized it. Yeah, it was all went really quick. I was like scribbling. Well, if if you call typing scribbling, I don't know. Um, I was typing really fast. Um, you type your notes? Yeah. Wow. I, I write, write my notes mine. on my iPhone. I write mine by hand on a pad and pa- with pa- pad and pen. Tree yeah. murderers. Old school, baby. Yep. Well, that that was good to know. Um, That's important. Our listeners want to know. <laughs> so behind the scenes stuff. Because I'm exactly. doodling as we speak, and how can I do that on my iPad? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Keep it a family show now. 
I said doodling, not doodling. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. Oh, Pooper. My head is. <sighs> I apologize. Uh, Nate worries about Claire. Um, as Claire's storing, storming off, uh, Ruth, in the meantime, finds out that her friend Jackie from the Knitting Circle was actually this, uh, or finds out from Jackie that Victoria, her friend from the Knitting Circle, excuse me, was actually like a big TV show personality one time. Did you guys catch any of that? Yep, yeah, I, I did. did. Like, like a Martha face. Stewart kind of thing. I, I think that's what she was. Was that what she was talking about? Like know. a Martha Stewart, Rachel Ray kind of thing. Where'd you get it, Lirio? Uh, that she was on TV and she does a winky thing. That's about all you know. That's right, yeah. Yep. Um, So David and Keith uh, um, settle down with Maya and Brenda excuses herself to to go talk to Billy outside. And David talks to Keith about how he does not want their kids to turn out to be like Roger's kids. I agree. No worries, man. No worries. (laughs) As if Nate could get any worse. Here we go. <laughs> Nate's uh, talking to Brenda while she waits to pee. And uh, she wonders what he said to Billy. What how, What do you do to upset Billy? <laughs> Can we stop for a second? Wait, I'm getting confused. Wasn't Brenda already outside with Billy at one point? Yeah, we kind of skipped Right, so this. how did she oh. not know that Billy's off his meds? Hello, it's not about Nate upsetting him. It's obvious that he's off his meds. Nobody so realizes it that quickly, Brenda, apparently, on this show. Brenda <laughs> no, but Brenda's been around it. Brenda's been around it forever. She is the Billy professional. So I found that really weird. Yeah, I did too. Well, maybe he did a good job covering up. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that conversation, writer Craig Lightning. Wright. Grr. Um. So uh, yeah, Tom snuck up the bathroom. Uh, right before Brenda can Ew. escape Nate, George runs in. <laughs> and Nate and Brenda argue about uh, the whole baby revealing thing. And Brenda starts to wonder why they're even together if he doesn't respect her enough to, you know, keep that a secret. Then George runs out and says, uh, hey, light a match. It wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the writers is fixated on pooping in this episode. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, they argue back and forth until Nate tells her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was what so out of control. Yeah. Brenda goes nuclear on him with maybe we shouldn't be together. Nate loses any semblance of composure and decorum and lays it out with the shut the fuck up. It was really, really, really over the top. It reminded me yeah. of first season, Nate and Brenda. Like, yeah, and, and can I just ask you guys, I, I was um, scratching my head a bit at this whole turn of events because, okay, I know he's turning 40, whatever. It's not that big of trauma, trust me. But, but you know, why did they go so off the rails here? Like, They're I just both I, having I, doubts. Kind well... Of- I know, but I feel like they've been they've been through a lot. They've been through, you know, Lisa's brother-in-law shooting himself in front of Nate and, and Brenda being there. Blah, blah, blah. They've been through an awful lot. And now they're pregnant again. And this is when Nate decides to turn into asshole Nate again. Yeah. They're both incredibly frightened and scared about this. <sighs> and it's, it's taking over. Idiotic. Yes. But I guess I'm just, well, you can tell by my tone. I'm not exactly making it subtle. It was just annoying. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh. I agree. We took so long to get to this point, yep. and now they're regressing. Yes. We don't need that. Well, Frank. you know, uh, I don't know if the past four seasons have told us that these aren't exactly stable characters that are going to have mm-hmm. happy lives forever and ever but and ever. They've both this is what you get. So much since then. You know what I mean? They've both matured. They should but, be able to handle this better. You guys notice they don't really talk? No, they don't. It's It's like. Yeah, hi. Yeah, food. It's like, dude, why aren't you talking to this person about stuff? Like, hello, why aren't you telling him more about your day? And it's, and like last last episode, I mean, Nate was essentially telling Brenda that he was happy through Maya. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're all good. Yeah, she right? was trying to trying to gather some healthy family time, yeah. and he sort of didn't even get it. No, <laughs> just so weird. Oh, it is weird. It's 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 definitely a bit disheartening, and you know, it's like uh, I remember when I was when I saw this episode, just going, "Come on!" <laughs> but yeah, I can totally understand the frustration. But you know, it's like I, I don't know; they're not exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, especially Nate. Holy cow! Um, but uh, yeah, um, a little bit of awesome trivia for you guys. I know you're yes. going to love this. Okay. They actually had a extra little beat in this. Jackie asks um, uh, him to come drink tequila with them. And as he's walking up the hallway to it, all of a sudden around the corner, young Sam Hoviak walks by, says, great party, man, but that girl is a total bitch and just keeps walking. And that was it. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That's because it didn't happen. It didn't Listen happen. Oh, I, thought you, Jesus, <laughs> I thought you said. No. It they, they, they was in the script. They wanted to do it, but it was such a pain to get Chris Pine back for just one little shot there. Des, yeah. you, you aren't the only one. I didn't gather that's what Robin yeah, was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Moira, back me up here. Oh, my God. I'm on a Robin wavelength. Is that bad? <laughs> no, no. Just, just, just keep drinking. <laughs> I'm done. Nice to make old man jokes. <laughs> so, speaking of old men, we have one of my favorite scenes in the episode a conversation between two crazy people. <laughs> this is my, one of my favorite scenes ever. That, you know, didn't, didn't, totally unexpected. I thought that was just awesome. <laughs> there was just too much crazy on that porch, let me tell you. Oh and they were sharing a beer. Yes. yes. Moira, is that stuff transmissible through saliva? No, it is not. <laughs> um, yeah, so they talk about, you know, drugs and shock treatment. And George makes a crack about how every time the nurse says you're going to feel a little prick in your head, he cracks up. <laughs> Billy starts wondering like about shock treatment and, you know, if it helps. And he says, uh, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better, but not everyone agrees. And they both agree on the whole thing about it's hard to be yourself when everyone's around, but when no one is around, what the fuck are you? How is he getting better when he has to go back for more electroshock therapy? Apparently you're not getting better every day in every way. Delusional old It's like he said, nobody, not everyone agrees. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to ask you to spoil this right now, okay? Everybody ready? Okay. I'm going to totally spoil you. Whenever it is in the season, so you so, so that you're not spoiling us for reals, 
whenever it is in the season, whether it's next episode or the last episode, in George's final scene on Six Feet Under, does he turn to Ruth and say, that'll do, Ruth. That'll do. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't want to know. Uh, I want to discover it for myself. All right. Sorry. I, I, have, I have a no-spoiler policy unless I slip up, and this time I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Billy and George share a song. They sing a little bit of Daddy Sang bass together. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I know it. Not familiar. It's John yep, Cash. Nor by. Yeah, I knew that one. Um, and Don't then you put that up to the show. <laughs> then, then Billy, uh, Billy says he's leaving. He gives the keys to George to give to Claire, and George wishes him a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, George, George. And Stain gives him this little knowing look of, oh man, I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get another semi monumentous scene. It's semi monumentous because this is actually the first time Keith and Brenda have had a scene of any depth in all, this, all the time okay. six feet under. They actually have a discussion together. And, uh, yeah, the um, Alan Poole and Keith Wright talked a bit about uh, just the – we have these characters that are these Fisher satellite characters that revolve around each individual Fisher. And it's – you know, if they could just get some time to they, – they love to be able to get these satellite characters together to talk to each other because, you know, it just interests them. And Am then, I the only one thinking they're going to sleep together now? You're the only one. one. (laughs) That's what happens on the show, right? (laughs) Basically, yeah. And uh, yeah, they they Craig Wright then suggested to Alan Poole that you know now that the show is over, can we start a Keith and Brenda show? And Alan was like, No, thank you. (laughs) Uh Um, Also, in this scene, uh, they had a bit of problems with Brenna Tosh, who play or Toth, who plays. uh, Maya, and uh, uh, during the scene, she is three. She didn't understand. She thought she was really being put to bed. Oh, <laughs> poor kid! She got so upset they actually had to bring in Bronwyn to to shoot it. So <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> So one twin is not as smart as the other one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't say which twin f- couldn't say happy birthday correctly in the earlier scene, but the feeling I'm it was Brenna. Brenna. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, all right. Uh, so yeah, Keith sits with Brenda as she reads to Maya and Keith uh, starts talking just out of the blue about, you know, I wonder if this is going to work out with me and David and the kid and everything. And Brenda says it's a team effort. I like the scene, but then I was just like, why is Keith just going right into it while she's reading a book to Maya? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, Tom ended up with uh, Billy's keys. Apparently, George dropped him off to Tom on his way out the door. He probably maybe. thought Tom was Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, Claire. <laughs> um, Tom... Offers the little girl cake and uh, she refuses. <laughs> but as she sees everybody mowing down on it, she's just totally caves because. Um, Did you hear what she said though? She's like, I can take care of myself. <laughs> My God. The, the, um, yeah, the, the commentary they were talking about um, how it's just kind of like, where's Claire been this entire time after 
you know, she stormed away from Billy and Billy has been off talking to Brenda and then off talking to George and then leaves. Claire comes in and is just like, where did Billy go? <laughs> um, so they were just like, oh, she's been out in the backyard smoking weed this entire time. And now it's like, ah, cake time. You know, you're right. I do need some cake. <laughs> I wanted to eat cake so bad while I was watching this. (laughs) They were all just like cake is so awesome, man. (laughs) Um, so Nate finds Maggie in his bedroom, and he's got a bottle of tequila with him. Who here Uh, thought they were gonna have sex? Me. I I did not like where this was going. Yes, I thought so too. There's one point where they look at each other, and you just know they're about to kiss. No. Yes. You know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Come on, we had enough of this shit, didn't we? Nope. Not at all. (laughs) Apparently not. No one will be happy. She uh, does a little Mexican toast. Uh, That was cringeworthy, by the way. Really. Yes. Uh, her pronunciation was not very good, especially at the end. <laughs> um, Nate complains about feeling lonely and disconnected. Oh, dude. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. I have an ugly kid. Hey. I have a sexy wife. <laughs> I help marry people. Maggie says that if you think uh, life is a vending machine where you put in virtue and get out happiness, you're probably going to be pretty disappointed. What the hell was that jib-jab nonsense? (laughs) (laughs) That was some ridiculous... I like that line. I don't know. I I was like, stop being Mr. I'm I'm so, you know, I'm doing everything right. Why aren't I happy? She just basically tells him to buck up. (laughs) Okay. If you want to be happy, don't sweat the small stuff. If you want to be a miserable jerk, make everything into a big deal. Okay? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, as Moira said, it gets a little close. All of a sudden, they're interrupted by Brenda yelling for Nate. Nate, hey, you got to get in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're about to totally make out with some chick in our bedroom. Stop kissing Maggie. So, in the kitchen, the bird is here again. And I'm Nate, telling you, it's moving in. I have an anecdote. Go ahead. Go for it. Last year, we barely made it out onto our sailboat. We were very late putting the mast up. That's not a. That's <sighs> what he said, Joe. And unfortunately, because we had neglected it, because we had a small child, uh, by the time we went out there to the yacht club to about to put take care of stuff, a couple of birds had made a nest <laughs> on a part of the boat that was holding the mast up. Uh-oh. on the stern and uh please don't alert the authorities but i tossed the nest into the water it had two eggs in it <gasps> Murderer. Wow. listen i eat eggs for breakfast i'm not gonna relocate some stupid birds now but eggs we eat for breakfast are not fertilized that's fine uh unfortunately he kills birds and old people the birds, <laughs> they weren't they weren't actual birds they were potential birds Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like potential yeah. cast. Yeah. <laughs> they needed some redemption, and so do you. And so, no, I don't. And unfortunately, the the the, the parent birds came back, and I had to defend myself against the angriest animals you have ever <laughs> As seen. Well, you life. should have. That's you? hilarious. Now, Christine was over at the dock, watching me, <laughs> laughing her ass off. <laughs> As I grabbed from the locker of the, on the side of the boat a uh, an old ski pole 
<laughs> used to fend things off. And I have never been so scared in my life. They were literally hovering in front and then darting towards me. But how many, and was I was it two like, or three? He's waving, waving the, the ski pole in front of them to scare them off and shoot them off. And they weren't going away. I, 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 I waved it so hard at one point that it hit the mast that was still lying horizontal across the boat. And it broke in half. <laughs> and I lost the other half in the water. So to have a much shorter reach of defense, I'm looking over my shoulder, begging for help with facial expressions by... Wife is laughing at me. And all of, sudden, all of a sudden, the birds decide to flank me. <laughs> they're smart. And they're going off one on either side. I nearly fell in the water trying to get off the boat and had to go pose myself. <laughs> I was so hoping that Christine caught this on video. <laughs> no, because it would have been the most amazing. Video. Oh, no, but but seriously, what kind of birds were they? I don't know the flying kind. Well, I'm I'm picturing what tiny oh, little chickadees or giant ravens, you know? <laughs> oh no no, um, they were. Uh, if one were to stand still and stand in my hand, uh, about the height of my hand, but quite thinnish birds. Okay, okay, so somewhere between a sparrow and a swallow. And they had beaks and claws. Oh, <laughs> Do you, how many were there? Two. Just two, two. mommy oh, okay. and daddy. Okay. We're asking for five minutes. It's okay. Yeah. You throw my babies in the water and I'd peck your eyes out too, buddy. I would never ah. throw your babies in the water. <laughs> Here's a situation. That's all I could think about watching this scene. And uh, Nate loses funny. his shit in, in, in this Total. kitchen. <laughs> and what I loved about it was the, the looks on people's faces. Like, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Dude. So, um, just ruined the vibe of this party. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's my party, and I'll <laughs> try to kill a bird. If I want to. <laughs> crazy bird <laughs> drama if I want to. Yeah. So after the party, um, George uh, talks to Ruth about you know how he's just trying to get better, and he, you know he just wishes that you know she would give two shits, basically. Oh my god. <laughs> Really? You know, in that scene, I I expected her to say, "George, I can't do this anymore." That's what I was begging for, man. Yeah. Eddie says he hates being the lucky one. No one is lucky to have me. Just yeah, kills well, me. you lie about your mental illness, Just so kills me. there you go, you bastard. And in the carriage house, we see Claire postcordis. Post what? Coitus. He means coitus. 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 Post coitus. I didn't know that was her apartment. With Todd. You. Guys, what the hell do you think about this? Claire needs to get out more, man. Yeah. um, yeah. At least it wasn't Tom. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. She wasn't young enough for Tom. (gasps) Oh, man. I forgot about that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Todd's a hairy fella, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Ugh. I mean, we've heard the guy's good in bed, you know, so. But still, come on, Claire. You're so <laughs> stuck in a rut. Get out and do something by yourself. The next morning, uh, David and Keith... Uh, 
are talking at their place, and apparently Sissy Pasqueezy called in a favor, and now they can adopt. Keith was so disappointed. <sighs> he wants his own child. Mm. He doesn't want some reject. He wants his own seed to be grown inside of a woman's womb and produce his child, his baby. He wants to be the father. And, uh, yeah, now Roger is David's hero. (laughs) And then Keith gives him a little grief about his uh, non-existent haircut. (laughs) A little off the top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Claire faces Billy, who is a complete wreck. The whole place is a wreck. Holy he God. looked he looked horrible. Still in his shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he can tell it right away who he had sex with. Admit it. And uh she does. And Billy's answer to that, I wanna be inside you right now. Okay, wow. how many people how many people thought I thought he was gonna like I don't know, right grab her by the back of the neck and pull up the knife again? I don't know. I just ooh. I, I, I was picturing Claire dying or something. I thought he was gonna rape her. Well yeah. yeah. So did I. That too. That too. Glad he didn't because we really have enough depressing shit. Um, and they, they really, um, they were talking on the commentary how they took that scene a little bit further in a previous cut, and then they decided, you know, uh, to do it a different way, and you know, they shot it like kind of both ways, and then decided, mm, you know what, it's enough to just. Like they didn't say they didn't say that they had Billy actually rave her, but actually started like pulling her clothes off and stuff, and then she pulled her clothes back on and ran out the door basically. Um, but this, she's scared enough in this scene. Like I think we mm-hmm. get the point, you know. Um, and uh, Billy is in tears, and honestly, I think if he really honestly attempted rape on her, we wouldn't feel at all bad about this. But I kind of feel like, man, you totally screwed this up. Totally messed this up. And uh, it's time to get back on the meds, Bill. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel for people that are on medication that changes their personality. It can, I mean, I can only imagine how frustrating it is to not feel yourself and feel trapped in the whole idea that if you if you get off them, you'll be yourself. But if you get off them, you'll unfortunately be yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I feel for him. But at the same time, don't get all rapey, man. Yeah, yeah. You know... Oh, and dude, why you can't have a shower? You had caveman hair. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> and in the last scene, Nate apologizes to the dead bird in his garbage, and uh, the uh, you know the director and writer pointed out in this that instead of our usual fade to white for six feet under, we get. A quick back, you know, we see the black garbage can lid, and then we smash to the back black credits. And they said it's their way of saying it's the final season, and it's not going to end the way you expect it to. Boom. I don't know. Boom! <laughs> Shit expecting- is getting real. <laughs> I'm expecting death. <laughs> I can't allude to what I'm expecting. <laughs> For reasons I've stated before. I know. We were supposed to have a conversation. I know. But you know, life gets in the way, Robin. Maybe by the end of the season. Or some, we'll forget about it. And then all of a sudden during the podcast, you'll be like, ah, ha! 
<laughs> I will write an email to myself, so we'll have it date stamped, and then at the end of the season, I'll forward it to all of you, and therefore we can see if I was correct. Okay. Cool. Why not? About the spoiler that I think I yeah. probably That's definitely know about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Nice. So um, let's take a quick break and hear from our friends at Castlecast. Castlecast. Pom poms. That was lovely. Heidi. Heidi. Hey. John, what happened to you? You look awful. Uh, I had an accident, but I'll be okay. Listen, I... Where have you been? You're late for recording. That's what I wanted to tell you. Listen, I was hanging a clock in the bathroom, and I slipped, and I hit my head on the toilet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I, I blacked out for a bit. When I came to, I had an epiphany. You know that show on ABC, Castle? I... what? You know, Castle. It's that murder mystery show starring Nathan Fillion. Everyone loves it. Come on, keep up. I'm familiar with it, yes. Okay, well, I was thinking... You may want to sit down for this. I am sitting. Oh, well, then I'll sit. I was thinking we should do a podcast about Castle. You're kidding, right? No, I'm serious. We could do a weekly podcast wherein we talk about the latest news involving the series, its cast and crew. John. Follow that with a recap and review of the latest episode. With emails, voicemails, and a Twitter poll. John. And you know what else? We can even have a music appreciation segment featuring actual score pieces from the show by its composer, Robert Duncan. Seriously, John? Then we can wrap up the show with spoilers. John. Yes? We already have a Castle podcast. Really? Yes, really. It's called CastleCast.net. Don't you remember? Ooh, good name. We should grab it before someone else does. Oh, for the love of... What? You got a better idea? Maybe you should go to the hospital. I think you might have a concussion. Don't be silly. I'm fine. What I should really do right now is go make some album art for the podcast in iTunes. Bam, said the lady. Castlecast.net, the original fan podcast all about the ABC series Castle. Hey, Heidi, you'll never guess what I saw outside just now. A double rainbow. Yep, definitely a concussion. And we're back, and uh, <laughs> listen, we've been going on for a while here, we want to keep it still in that short format, so let's just blast through these, Fisher of the Week, just, who's your Fisher of the Week, and really quickly why, so um, let's start with Illyrio. My Fisher of the Week is going to have to be, hmm, <laughs> not Nate, bird killer, not David, haircut cheater. Uh, Keith, uh, maybe. Hmm. I'm going with Ruth for the simple fact that that shriek is memorable. <laughs> and I think this episode for me is going to uh, make it very difficult for me to pick somebody else next time because I'm starting to hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I'm starting to find no endearing qualities whatsoever. I'm afraid the show is going to turn into the why did I ever watch this show? <laughs> I hate them all. Death to them all. All right. Anyway. Uh, Des? Can I pick the little old lady? No. No. It's not a fisher. Maybe you know, she we're is. related to a fisher. She's Maybe. adorable, but no. Oh my gosh, she was so cute. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Um, Let's see. I'm going to pick. 
I'm just going to pick Keith because he's like right now the one I like the most. The one who's not, you know, a total fucking pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Moira. Oh, God. Uh, Claire, not a chance in hell. I thought you were going to say Claire. I was like freaking out. Jerk. Uh, Not David didn't do much. Nate's a whiny bird killing asshole. Brenda, you know what? What was that? Ugh. Maya, you can't even say happy birthday. <laughs> um, Keith was probably the most sane person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and it was sort of Relatively. sweet. Well, the whole bonding with Brenda over putting little Maya, one of the two Mayas, to bed um, was kind of sweet, actually. So I could do that. Ruth, because she said the nice thing about Nate, you know, about the five years have been great. That's not too bad. But then when she turned to Claire in the middle of it like a shrew, which might be epic, but it just pisses me off when she does that. Mm -hmm. So no. But you know what? I'm not picking any of them. I'm going to pick Nate Sr. (gasps) Because he called stupid Nate on being a whiny fuck. I can't believe I forgot him. Didn't even say happy birthday to him on his 40th birthday. So you know what? I'm picking Nate Sr. I Can I take it back? No, you can't take it back. <laughs> I really forgot about him. Somebody already cast this in stone. <laughs> in. Na, 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 na. You. Then you Greek. Uh, <laughs> and uh, me, well, uh, <laughs> I can't pick Nate Sr. Because I like what he says at the beginning, but I was kind of like, oh, he's totally being Nate right now at the end. I was a little upset of what he was saying. You know, he's just like, you know, cut loose, man. Just, just cut them all. Forget it. It's, you're your own person. You're awesome. You know, uh, no. So rather than go through them all, I might as well pick the one and I'll try to explain it as best as I can. I'm picking George. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking George just cause I just, I just love the scene with him and Billy. I love, uh, I just, I, I feel I just feel bad for him, and I, I, you know, someone's got to root for him. So <laughs> I'm going to pick him as a fisher of the week, uh, and you know, it may be the only time I pick him. But I just couldn't find much in anybody else that I could pick. You know, I think it's very telling when there's four of us and we pick four different people. <laughs> that <laughs> tells you how dismal it was. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, but I loved it. We'll get to that. Uh, listener eulogies. Uh, we have two emails. Oh my gosh, Brad and Tammy wrote in again this week. Um, are they working hey, in cahoots? Who knows? Brad writes in, Time flies, cliches last forever. They're like diamonds if diamonds were awful and unwanted. <laughs> Death is a fit punishment for that many ceramic figurines. <laughs> <laughs> is Rico even worse? How is this still happening? And how am I still surprised? Yeah, really. Eight <laughs> has the worst friends ever. Yeah. Everyone was far too comfortable with that bird roaming about. Smashing its DNA all over the kitchen is a terrible idea, but wild disease-bearing animals cannot be allowed free reign of your home. I'm pretty sure they have to burn down the house and start over now. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> okay, awesome. We have one from Tammy as well. Um, it says here, 
Hello again, FisherCast. Here are some quick thoughts about time flies. Ah, Scary Mary! That surrogate lady is frightening. Anybody think this is somehow going to end badly? Yes. Will Doc- Absolutely. <laughs> Will Doc <laughs> Brown tell us about a pendunculated fibroid? <laughs> uh, apparently it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. So George is the crazy one for seeing his mom and need shock therapy, but the rest of the Fisher clan sees Nate Sr. on the regs and nobody thinks they're crazy, except for Des. That's right. <laughs> Worst birthday party ever. And what is up with the birds? I hate birds so much. I guess a bird in the house means death, and I think they're trying to keep inferring that Nate is going to die. I don't believe it. I still think it's going to be Ruth. I'm starting to hope it's Claire. <laughs> Ack, Rico and Vanessa, gross. Can we please stop seeing Rico have sex? Please. Are Nate and his stepsister going to hook up? I don't think I could handle it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Family ties. Um, Crazy Billy is back full time. And he tried to rape Claire. WTF. I know it sounds like I hate this show, but I don't. I just hate a lot of things that happen on this show. Smiley face. People are just being so stupid and irritating. Okay, that is all. <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. All right. So <laughs> uh, let's get on to our last rights, which is our ratings and our uh, last thoughts of the episode. And who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> Okay, I'll go, because no one's going to go. Okay, I started off in the first half of the episode not, you know, not hating it or anything, wanting to see where it was going to go. The birthday party seemed like it was going to be kind of a cool surprise. And then I feel like it all just went to hell in a handbasket. I was annoyed with Nate, bashing at birds, being an asshole, telling Brenda to fuck off. I was annoyed with Brenda, yelling at him about Billy. I wasn't really annoyed with Billy, just being crazy. I was annoyed with how long it took Claire to figure out he was off his meds. Like, I was just annoyed with everybody. So, I, when I watched the, the previous episode, I thought, eh, it's sort of a so-so episode. Then when I watched this one, I went, oh no, I actually liked the last episode better. Wow. So, I really wow. did. So I just, yeah, that's, I mean, even though it's epic to watch them all together, like I do get that. I, and I get all about the, you know, the shooting of it and all the intricacies of that. But I just found them all annoying the shit out of me. So um, in the end, I'm only going to give it a six out of 10 pathetically evilly bashed blue jay birds. Wow. Oh, can I go next? Say goodbye oh. to my wave, Moira. Oh. <laughs> I know. Bye bye, wave. I want to piggyback on Moira here. Um, That's hot. <laughs> Ooh, mama. Well, um, I warned you at the beginning, Robin. We were kind of agree on this. That's true, yeah. yeah. I, see, when the episode started at the beginning, I was really enjoying it. Like, the dead on the pooper lady and uh, <laughs> Julie fucking Brown, Korean preacher. You know, I was excited. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is fun. The cutest old lady ever. But then I just really, I did not like the rest of the episode. It really went downhill quick. And everybody was being an asshole. And I I don't know. They were just, they were all annoying me also. So I agree with what you're saying, Moira. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to go with seven out of ten little pricks in my hand. Hmm. <laughs> I will go next. All right. 
Anytime I get to see Billy go cray cray, I'm a big fan. <laughs> and he went really kind of cray cray here. Mm. Very crazy. Uh, Nate was a jerk. Brenda was um, just a little weird. I think the whole Rico thing was hilarious. You have to leave now because <laughs> it will confuse the boys. Um, Ruth and, uh, and, uh, and uh, George finally having it out about stuff, mm-hmm. although I didn't get the result I wanted, was pretty good. Um, <laughs> idiot guest at the party, uh, Claire having sex with some guy, uh, horrible toast for tequila aside, I actually enjoyed this episode. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten brooms. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. I love I love how well this party scene is done, and I love having all our characters and talking and intermingling. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, this isn't about you. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Actually, your line was "Here we go." <laughs> okay. Um, so, dude, this. I just love this episode, and um, yeah, Billy going cray cray, and uh, Illyrio, I'm starting to feel your pain about not being able to vote for Nathaniel, because now as I hear you guys talking about Nate, I feel like, oh man, why didn't I vote for Nate? This is the Nate I love. I love crazy, yelly, jerk Nate. It's so fun <laughs> oh, to watch. It when is your kind of Nate. <laughs> when he's going off with that broom, oh my god. I, you know, I wonder if, if I knew where this series was going to go to, like if I knew the, the final outcome, if if in retrospect I'd enjoy this episode more, I don't know. We'll have yeah. to see. I, I don't know if it's something that I'm looking back and seeing, saying, well, this was really a standout of the season because I really honestly don't remember much from the end of the season. So a lot of this stuff, for instance, this, the Todd reveal, I was like, what? So I totally forgot. Um, I totally saw that coming, by the way. <laughs> I, I didn't, um, but um, uh, yeah, love this episode. Love it, love it, love it. So I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 smelly ski RX shirts. Oh my God, seriously? Seriously. Wait, Whoa. you gave it what? Smelly ski RX shirts. 10 out of 10? Yeah. 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 Holy crap. Love this episode. No. Wow. I, the only reason I didn't give it a lower one is because I truly appreciate the um, the the filming of the party scene and how much work they put into it and how it came off just it impressed me. So that's otherwise it would have been lower. I just love mm. all the little inner. I love Billy and George on the porch. Man, that's that was awesome. Stuff. Yeah. There's just strangeness of this bird thing going See, on. See, and the, and that stuff couldn't. I mean, it couldn't overshadow the complete assholeness of absolutely everybody in this episode, except maybe Keith. Yeah, it just come to uh, a head. I, the, the Claire and Billy situation finally came to a head. Uh, and we'll see where it goes there. She was adult forever, and she's a spoiled bride. You know, whatever. I've said yeah. my piece. I can't yeah. stand. It. <laughs> oh. oh boy! So uh, eight episodes left. <laughs> <laughs> What's our homework for next time? So let's bury this birthday bird. This is not potential cast. Yeah, stop Sorry. <laughs> Reflex. <laughs> stop regurgitating all over her. Illyrio, this is not about potential cast. 
<laughs> anyway, you don't do as nearly as good a Ruth as Valerio does. <laughs> That's true. I, you know what? I'm gonna let him have that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let him have that. He wins. Uh, okay, so uh, on iTunes, please review us. Please give us many, many stars, five or more. Like thirty-seven. Yes. Or forty, because hey. That's appropriate. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Look, we've got 40 stars on iTunes. <laughs> Robin will say that. All together. Star. Well, you're right. you get a better like that. That's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> Probably most party stores. Um, okay, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com, and you can find all our episodes there, even our old ones that are no longer on iTunes. Yeah, iTunes has that limit. Mm. There's a Facebook group, y'all, and it's awesome. You can get there by going to your web browsing application, and uh, you might have Internet Explorer, Google Chrome, Firefox, Safari. You might still be on Netscape Navigator for all I know. It's like Alirio's minute. Click in the address bar, not the search bar. No, no, no. The address bar. And then... <laughs> and then <Ooh>. type in <laughs> Fisher uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you type in facebook.com slash group slash potential cast. Sorry, I have the egg bird. No, no, you don't slash potential cast anything. All right. You want facebook.com slash group slash FisherCast. Oh, God. And join our group. Keep it spoiler free or else we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put you in a hearse. It's a, okay. it's a fun or, place. I put fun stuff in there. I change the picture every week on the group. Who, who else does that? I noticed that, you know. I noticed it and I like it. And I liked seeing Chris Bike for quite a while. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> or you can write to us at FisherCast1 at gmail.com and give us your thoughts because you had to listen to us witch or bitch and whine and complain about this one. So, well, some of us, maybe not Robin. He wasn't bitching. I was bitching. Anyway, send us your thoughts. Yeah, bitch or Send us your thoughts, please. And I will try to give you a heads up in the Facebook group as to when we are recording. Yay. Okay, Yay. great. So, uh, Des, quickly, where can we find you on the web? Ooh wee. Uh, what's up with Stefan Des? What's up with Stefan Des? Dot blogspot dot com. Lirio. Podcast, Redemption Cast, Potential Cast, Yip Yip Podcast. Yip Yip. And uh, you can find Moira <laughs> in the ER sewing back together that poor biker's ball sack. <laughs> and on the Twitter. At Moira Brown with an E at the end. <laughs> That's it for FisherCast this week. Eight episodes left. Next week, Woo. your homework is Season 5, Episode 5, Eat a Peach. As what? for Time Flies, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes. Dust, dust, and and dust, dust, dust to dust. I don't know. Saying eat a peach right after the ball sack thing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Off Weeders and I remember it as though it were yesterday. It was homecoming night at my high school. Everyone was there. It was totally cool. I was real excited. I almost split my seams. As my 
sitting duck, but it stuck in my throat. She hit the ground and did a flip. It was real acrobatic, but I was crying so hard I couldn't work my Instamatic. I ran down to Debbie. I had to find out what made her do it. Why'd she freak out? I said the bullet had got her right in the ear. I knew then the end was near. So I ran down and I said in her good ear, Debbie, why'd you do it? She raised her head, smiled, and said, I did it for Johnny. Johnny? Well, like, who's Johnny? Answer me, Debbie, who's Johnny? Does anybody here know Johnny? Are you Johnny? There was one guy named Johnny, but he was a total geek. He always had food in his braces. Answer me, Debbie, who's Johnny? Oh, God, this is like that movie, Citizen Kane, you know, where you later find out Rosebud was a sled? But we'll never know who Johnny was, because, like, she's dead. Justine Bateman. 